This is the Entrepreneur Podcast with Amy and Jeff. We're a husband and wife team that has started and scaled salons in multiple markets, each with its own unique starting point. We launch each business with core strategies and by always staying true to our vision and brand. Tune in for ideas and inspiration on how to achieve wealth in your salon business, relationships, and family. Welcome to The Entrepreneur. We're your host, Amy and Jeff, and today we're going to talk about how our assistant program looks. Cool. How does it look? How does it look? We, we do a really customized assistant program. Um, I think the old school way of doing an assistant program for months and months, uh, you know, taking a big group of assistants through training is kind of getting burnt out. I mean, I meet so many assistants that call me for a job because they're stuck in an assistant program for six, seven months, then they're like tapped out. And they honestly feel like they don't know. They've kind of lost their energy thinking that they they know what they're doing anymore. They've kind of gotten that program and got stuck because they haven't passed a certain level. And now they're they're looking for somebody to motivate them again. Okay, so when you say old school assistant program, it, it's kind of the somebody starts as an assistant, they're there for several months, they're either just shampooing or just doing basic tasks, they aren't getting a lot of hands-on opportunity, and it's just they keep them as an assistant month after month after month. Some of these programs go a year, 18 months, right? And this is after beauty school, correct? Correct. You know, they come out on a high, you know, just past beauty school, like any of us or all of us did, you know, we come out and we're like, yes, I'm ready. I'm going to be a stylist. I'm going to go make some money. And then they want to assist for more training, which I get, um, you know, that that's great. But then they go into these lengthy assistant programs and sure, you know, you and I've talked about this before. Some of these, um, salons are massive. They have a big following, a huge name. So I get why they want to be a part of it, Mm -hmm. but then they get into this program and day after day, they just get burnt out. Sometimes they get told they're not good enough. Um, and then they're kind of lost, you know? So then that's when I get hit up or some another salon gets hit up. And these girls are looking for a new home. They're like, look, I've assisted for seven months and I still don't know how to highlight. Or I still right. don't know how to do that haircut. And I'm thinking, what did you do for six, seven months? You know, right. you came washed out of, a, washed a lot of hair. Yeah. And that's what they'll a say. Lot of bowls. They'll say, you know, I just can't pass that part of the program. I haven't passed the highlight program yet or, or whatever. And I'm like, man, so you just got to keep for months and months. And that pushes your date back to actually start to be a stylist. And so how daunting would that be? Right. Well, I think there's a couple things here. One, we're big fans of an assistant program coming out of beauty school you don't necessarily have the skills. So salons having an assistant program is a good idea, both good for the salon and the new stylist. But I think your point is finding 
for each stylist, there's going to be different areas that they may have some talents and utilizing those talents in the salon, trying to give them more opportunity to work with clients on the floor, even if it is doing a highlight or even if it is doing blowouts or whatever that may be, that's your take on it versus, uh, you know, a path that is very regimented, very rigid and may not fit the needs of both the salon and the stylist to be successful. Yeah, it just doesn't work for everybody. Some people probably thrive in that model and that's how they make it through and they're probably doing great. Um, I wouldn't. I would not do well in that because I like to keep things moving. I like to learn quickly. I see something, I I do it. Um, and so for me, that I, w- I would have gotten burnt out in, in a program like that. So what I try to do at the salon is I, I do try to focus on that assistant herself. You know, it's not, it's just not about a big group doing everything on at the same time at the same level and and then carrying them over to the next. Um, it's personalized. It's trying to get that stylist confident. And sometimes one stylist, she might be more confident than another. So she might be able to move on faster and get to the floor faster. You know, that's, that's the goal. No one wants to be an assistant forever. I mean, we didn't pay for beauty school and get in there so that we can just wash hair. And that's what I find a lot of times that they're doing. They're, I'm like, well, what did you learn in that seven months? I'm like, I didn't learn anything. I took the garbage out and I shampooed a lot. And honestly, they didn't even know how to shampoo right. Like that's that's where I start. You know, it's it's basic stuff. But I mean, if they know it, they know it. But I, I was... I've been shocked so many times that they don't know. They don't even know how to massage the head right. You know, so it's just you really have to start at at the bottom. And that's what builds their confidence right away, too, is now they're like, well, now I know how to do that. I thought I did, but I don't, you know, and start basic and then build it up. But per per stylist, if you can or have somebody else that's training them that can see like this girl is ready for X, Y, Z. Maybe she's just ready for blowouts on the floor first. That's great. That's great because I I don't know, for me, I, yes, do I need an assistant? Of course. But I also, I need stylists too. Like we're growing at a rapid rate. So as soon as I can get a stylist that's ready in a certain area, I'm going to start using her. Right. Well, that, I guess that's one thing is a good stopping point here. So looking at the design for an assistant for a salon, a lot of salons that we talk to, they say just what you said, Hey, we can't find stylists. We're really trying to find stylists. It's impossible to find good stylists. And we're more of like, then have a good assistant program that so many salons we see, they're like, yeah, we have assistants, but they, you know, they're over here doing something that's, right. you know, value add, but they're not using that to build their skill set. And also they get to know the clients and they get to know the team. So it's a very easy transition versus bringing in some stylist off the street to fill that next chair or, or do that next set of services that maybe, you know, you can't keep up with the demand that's, that's coming in, which is a situation we run into fortunately in in a lot of our salons. So I think that's a great point in that this is sort of your farm system, right? Where you're utilizing training to not just have them do the grunt work, the garbages and all that kind of stuff. Yes, that's part of it. That's part of assisting and learning, but they are actually taking that and now they can apply that. And in short order, sometimes even in a matter of weeks, if they've got a certain skill set already, you've got a commission employee uh, on the floor now that can actually generate revenue along with assisting. So I think that's a 
That's a big difference. I think a lot of salons say, assistant, you go over here, you do this stuff versus, no, I'm going to grow. I'm going to train. They're going to be built in our image to some degree with how we want the salon to perform. And we, we see a lot more upside in that for both the stylist, which is really important, and then the business, of course, as well. Yeah. And there's not a certain time, a timeline that works for everybody. It's right. not everybody's going to be an assistant for at least a year or at least a year and a half. That's that's not the case for me. I mean, some people are just, they're ready to go sooner. Mm-hmm. And so what's going to happen is if you keep them in that program and they're ready, what's going to happen? They're going to leave you. And mm-hmm. so did you waste all that time, you know, energy, classes, training, all, all the all the extra stuff, and then you didn't even gain them as a stylist? That would be a shame. And that happens often. I've gotten amazing assistance because of that. Right. Um. And honestly, the training that they had set them back. Now, these are just a few of my assistants that I've had. Now, some training obviously put them on the next level, and that's great. But they came in less confident because they were in this program that told them, you're not good enough at this. You're not ready at this for months. And they said it was brutal. You know, how do you think that helped them? It didn't help them. So they get to work with me. They, You know, I I tend to be more of a person who fast tracks things at as much as possible. And I think, um, people like that. And again, now I've had some that just, they aren't able to be fast track. That's just not their personality. That's not their skill set, And that's okay too. Right. And they might be comfortable assisting more. And they, and great. they are, you know, and that, and that's fine because again, I do need an assistant. So, and it, it's not fun starting over with assistants every time, but I'm also super proud when I do it and they're like this killer stylist now. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you're ready and you're crushing it. And, you know, we did this together. So I, I think that's something that for me, I can't wait to get them on the floor when they're ready. I, and I, I would love to keep them as an assistant because they're in a killer assistant now because they're amazing. But ultimately we're doing this to all become master stylist, right? Right. That's, that's what we want our label to be. That's what we want to do. And so as soon as I can, that's what they will be. Yeah. Well, (laughs) excuse me. I don't think anybody goes to beauty school saying, you know, I'm going to get this certificate and I just, I want to be an assistant for the next 30 years. Like I just want (laughs) to assist. That's, that's not the dream. So the faster you can provide those wins and and I love your approach in that understanding where they're skilled, you're still having them do mannequins. You're still having them do the work and they're, they're testing out as they're assisting, but you're saying, wow, that looks really good. I think you're actually ready to work a real client and to start to build that. So we'll open up that one particular service, you know, online booking, or you'll you know, slot them in for that. Next thing they, they test out on or work with you. You do a lot of hands-on with your team too. So not only yes. are they training on mannequins, but you'll pull in assistance while they're regularly working side by side with you on your clients. So that's another way they're getting more hands-on, but you're right there to make sure things don't go too crazy and they make a mistake that would be, you know, catastrophic to the overall service. I think that's a really cool thing to let them, again, not just be over here doing the the tasks nobody wants to do. They're actually getting getting in and, and learning. Yeah, that, that's so important. And then I I do try to change the conversation per for the clients that these aren't assistants. I always say they're stylist because yep. they are stylist. And I want them to feel good about themselves. And I also don't want the client to feel that they've got just somebody beneath me working on them or somebody that's not licensed, you know, I, because sometimes clients might think that and they're like, oh my gosh, now I've just got this girl just shampooing me that doesn't know what she's doing. 
It's like, no, she's been trained by me. She's a stylist. She's just doing, she's going above and beyond and getting an extra set of skills that she didn't come out of beauty school with is basically, and we're a team and we work together because when she is on the floor, then I do have clients that are willing to go to them because they've gotten to know them and they're like, well, I'll I'll go to so-and-so because she worked right with you. She knows my hair. She knows, you know, what to do. And she did my blowouts, whatever the case may be. And that's, that's great because you know, there's times that I want to take off or there's, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a volume of clients that I can't, I can't handle. So it gives them a spot to go. They're comfortable. And then that girl starts off with a client, somewhat of a clientele already. So it's a win-win. Right. And then I feel good about it because I know I'm like, she knows her and it'll make the transition really smooth. I I think in addition to just the skills, we talked about the mannequin, we talked about working with you, applying toner at you know, wherever, I think a bigger thing is also just hearing the conversations that you have with your clients. So the, the consultation, but also just, you have very specific expectations of what that client experience is like in your salons. You don't like a lot of, you know, uh, caddy talk and and other things. And we've talked about that in the past, but also Mm -hmm. you have a certain way of going about your consultations. Cause when, when we are growing new salons, we've got a lot of new clients. So that's a very important part of it is to get on the same page and anybody that's gone through your assistant program, they come out really polished already versus people that haven't gone through that. They come in with maybe a little bit different approach to that, which again, might not meet the standard that you're setting for your salon. So they know the Amy standard right when they get, you know, they start working with you. Yeah, and that, that's why it's so important for me to have them start working on clients, um, at least at the blowout level or whatever they're ready for, so they can start having these consultations on their own, so they can start having these um, one-on-ones with their with their clients, and I can see how it goes, too. And so it's not like, boom, you're on the floor full-time, and it's going to be crazy, and then, you know, then things kind of get lost, and I don't, I can't. I can't help them because I'm busy too. Mm-hmm. So, and then I just move on with my next assistant. That's not really how it works, you know? So if they can start taking a few clients here and there, then I can guide them as we go mm-hmm. so that they feel even more confident that they're going to be able to crush it when they are full-time on the floor, right? you know? And it's just, those are the things that, you know, you can't train personality. And I love the fact that everybody has a different personality. And, um, but it's just guiding it in the conversation to make the client feel comfortable right out the gate too. Right. Yeah. So in, in summary, I think there's a few key points here. One is we love an assistant program. We think that's a great way to optimize your salon, be able to double book, do other things like that. So there's certainly some revenue upside, but as far as the stylist is concerned, use that as your training mechanism. you you trained many, many years in addition to owning salons, but that's a big thing that you like to do. And I think doing it with clients present and in the context of actual services, that's a big benefit. And then you, yeah. you're creating stylists that, that fit the culture, fit the, the approach for what you want your salon to be. And they're articulating the, the consult and other things in the way that you set out versus go read this training guide or this handbook or these other operating procedures we have it's more hands-on and the transition is so much smoother. Yeah. And it just doesn't work for everybody. And why not reward the ones that, you know, pick up things really quickly or they, they go and do, um, research on their own. Maybe they're watching training videos. They're doing, they're going above and beyond and there are stylists like that. Mm -hmm. So 
why not? You know, if they've trained for it and they keep doing the work and they put in the work, then then they don't need to be stuck in this box. Right. You know, it's a six month. It's a one year. Yeah, it's an 18 it, month. There's not a timeline for me. You're ready when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, and that's what that should be with anything. And that's how you and I feel about a lot of stuff. So I think with that, that's what I try to execute in the salon. And it's worked well for me thus far. Right. So the final point we want to make here, and I think this is, again, a, l- a lot of conversation. So many salons are owner operator like yourself. You love still doing the creative stuff. You could you could work on the salon if you wanted to, but you, you like to build the team. You like to have the clientele as well and manage this business and other things. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's amazing. But with, with that being said, this is an opportunity for those of you that are trying to not be behind the chair as much like we're talking about, if you're building a team from almost out of beauty school or out of an apprentice or assistant program into a stylist, you've got this team around you then that is, is sort of in your salon image and it makes it easier to transition clients. It makes it easier for you to not work as many days behind the chair. We've used that strategy in so many salons. And I think a lot of times salon owners are like, how the hell am I ever going to get out of this, right? Or right. How, how am I going to transition this? I love my clients. It's by creating a team where everybody's worked together. They've had them before, worked with them before. If you don't take that approach, it is going to be a challenge to to step back and, and make sure that your clients are able to be handled by other people or other stylists. Yeah. And I don't ever, I don't go with that approach ever. I don't, I don't say I'm the best here. You have to stick with me. I, I'm like, we are all because they're all trained by me, mm-hmm. you know? So if they like what I do, then they will like the other stylist I have too. And why, and that's the way it should be. In my opinion, I want everybody just to be happy and the stylists are good. I don't, I really don't have a client, a stylist that I don't feel like is ready to do those services. Otherwise they wouldn't be on the floor yet. Right. And so it's, it makes it a lot easier to get clients in, especially if they've been referred to me from, I'm like, look, I'm. I'm sorry, I'm booked out for a couple of weeks, but I've got so-and-so, she's amazing, we work together, you know, and then they're like, okay, great. Yeah, that's the talk track. It really is that simple. It you really know, we is. We work together, I, I think mm-hmm. isn't isn't said often enough. You know, it seems like if you don't get that person, then you don't don't have, have a chance, but you say, we work together. Or if they're concerned, hey, she's been trained by me, he's been trained by me, this is this is our process. So it, totally. it works really well. And in other salons, I'll say, there have been situations where somebody maybe doesn't have the skills or they've just had a, a couple of of bad situations in a row and you're like, hey, you're not ready to do this particular service. So yes. that service will remove, inject more training, help them get up to speed. They kind of prove that out and then they can start to take those services again. So it's not, you know, once you open it up, there's not room for improvement. You're you're constantly assessing that to make sure that everybody's level of capability is raised as as they, you know, continue that journey with with working in one of your salons. Yeah. I mean, the people, they don't have to be on the struggle bus the whole time. You right. know, it's not like just keep pounding it out and see if you can, you can make this Master work. This. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like, no. Okay. We tried this. There's some things that we gotta, we gotta fix or, um, you know, tweak a little bit. Let's, let's take a step back and, you know, and sometimes there are easy things that are just conversations or a little bit more work on the mannequin or, Something like that, but like we're not we're not gonna just keep having mistakes and just have them figure it out the, on their own. No, I'm right. I'm there, and so is my team because we are a team. So if I can't get to them, I'm like, hey, so and so, will you 
Will you let them shadow you for the day? Will you, will you help them when you've got free time? You know, it's, it's, we all can do it because I believe in the stylist as well, because I know they've been trained. Yep. Cool. Well, yeah, uh, again, salon owners, we love assistants, but treat them like a long-term asset. Really look at the long-term trajectory, the old school method. There may be a handful of salons that work out there, but if you're hiring assistants just to do the grunt work and not mature into a, a future stylist for your salon, we feel like you're probably hiring them for the wrong reason and uh, really have a look on the long-term outlook. Anything else from your standpoint? No, that's how I feel. I just, I think treat them like they're stylists because they come out, they go, they do their schooling, they pay for their schooling, and then, you know, they get out there and treat them like a stylist, not just an assistant that takes out the garbage. Yep. They're, they're above that. And hopefully you're hiring them for that reason too, not just to be the assistant for life. Yep. So get them on the floor. Get them on the floor. Get them on the floor. That's right. Create that next awesome stylist. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week. Thank you.